0: Welcome back to Beyond Business Podcast. My name is Kevin. We're talking about things that are not on your P&L, but that definitely impact your business. Today, I wanna share with you an interview that I did with the CEO and founder of a company called Pup Active. Uh, Her name is Lara Warren, and she created a company that is focused on dogs and pets, but really has a big heart and uh, created one of the most edgy brands in the pet industry, in my opinion. So we talked today about how she got started, how she wrote the, the kid's book, and how she really impacts the world. Before we get into that and share that with you, I really want you to take a minute and subscribe to this podcast, whether you're watching on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, and try to leave us a review if you can. Let us know what we're doing well. Let us know what you'd like to see on Beyond Business. And where you want to go we will be doing more interviews and we're really excited about that but without your input we really are going to do what we want to do and i want to do what everybody needs to hear and i think today's interview with lara uh you need to hear you need to hear so without further ado welcome to the beyond business podcast and we'll take it over with our interview with lara warren Lara, thanks so much for being here uh the beyond business podcast is such an honor having you uh, thanks for showing up today. I'm really curious to talk to you today.
1: Thanks for having me, Kev.
0: Yeah, so let's just jump right in. You know, uh, we heard we heard all about you and, and everything that you do. But one of the things that I really love about you is that I consider you to have one of the edgiest brands in the pet industry.
1: Thank you. That's a compliment.
0: Right. So uh, where did that come from? If you look at if you look at Pup Active and you look at the the branding and all the messaging and all the shirts and sweatshirts, how do you incorporate the word "fuck" into helping pets. Where did that come from? Tell us about it.
1: So, well, first it's one of my favorite words, uh, comes in handy for a lot of scenarios, but I've always had a, a foul mouth, I guess, growing up. And it's funny. Cause my mom, even now is like, I always thought it would cause you trouble, but here you are like doing good in the world with your foul mouth. Um, most of the pet brands that are out there are sort of cute and flowery and all those things. And that's not me. And that's not most of the dog parents that I know. And so we wanted to create something completely different. And we have, which is pretty awesome.
0: That is pretty awesome. And I think that's, um, that's interesting. It's an interesting observation of the language around dog parents and, and, you know, sort of what it, I think, it, do you think it has to go back to puppy training? Like this just frustrating sometimes training puppies and the, oh, the language comes cool. up.
1: Like how many dog parents curse at their dog probably once a day for doing something or doing something awesome? Like it can go either way, you know? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think it's very interesting. What Has there been any pushback from um, from people around the language around your brand or and especially the nature, you know, helping dogs and cute little puppies with bows and ribbons. That's the image that a lot of people get. And you kind of come off as this uh, completely one, in my opinion, real and approachable brand, but also one that's kind of just like, um, it kind of hit, kind of edgy, kind of cool. So, has there been any pushback?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've gotten some not so nice emails. Um, I've gotten some not so nice conversations at some of the pop ups that we've done around the state. Um, but moreover, it's been more positive feedback than negative for sure. And I'll tell you one story. We used to do an event every year down in Bradenton, Florida. Um, And we set up like a little pop up and I think it I think it's called adopt a palooza it's been a while, so I forget, but. We have one of our designs um, is dog friendly af and it's plastered across the front of a T shirt and I remember I was working the booth that day and I see this woman who's probably in her 80s. And she's walking up towards the table with her cane. And I got nervous because I was like, fuck, she's gonna fucking ask me what AF stands for. (laughs) And I always just tell people right away, Like, there's no need to hide it or make something up. And um, so sure enough, she comes up and she was like, what is the AF? And I said, well, it means dog friendly as fuck. And she goes, what did you just say to me? And I said, yeah, like a unit of measure, you know, like you really (laughs) like dogs. And she goes, that's fucking great. I'll take six. And she bought them all for her grandkids for Christmas. No way. It was the best. I love it. I love it. So those interactions, that's what I hold on to. Yeah. And for us, it's more like if you're offended by four-letter words, then we're definitely not the brand for you because we're the brand that's offended by animal abuse, animal neglect, bullying people, being an asshole. Like Those are things that we are opposed to, not the word fuck. It's really not that big of a deal, you know? So that's more of where our focus is. And I think that the the broader reach of the population can relate to that mm-hmm. more because it's real and it's authentic than these other brands that, I mean, they serve their purpose for sure, but like the cutesy side of life, which isn't, isn't a hundred percent of the time, you know, it's just not like that all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the truth of it.
0: It is. I, I, I love that stance on it. You know, when we talk about language, especially... You know, what is a word? Who decides what word is offensive and what word is not? Obviously, right. there are certain words that are um, derogatory towards people. And I certainly think the, way, the manner in which you say fuck can be, right. <laughs> it can be,
1: not
0: you sure. know, it can be more aggressive than others. But I think at the end of the day, it's just language. Right. You know? And you hear people, uh, some people in, in my space, they'll use language to grab attention, um, yeah. to change kind of the flow. know Um, and so i think that i think it's really i think you're using it in a a great way you know and teaching you know that hey we can we can say this and still go help people you know having a purpose beyond selling the sweatshirt or selling the, the the apparel you know really comes down where did the you know when you decide how to take on a mission you know you talked about bullying you talked about uh animal abuse like all of that makes sense you know what does that mean to you to have a business that kind of contributes to uh, mitigating all those negative things in our world.
1: I I don't have a word for how much it means to me because to me, it's my life's purpose. Mm -hmm. And without it, I would for sure be lost. And I was lost for a long time until I found this business and really found my own platform for my own authentic voice. Like to me, it just flipped the scripts on everything. Um, so, yeah, it, it literally means everything to me to be able to have that and to be able to have an opportunity to build this community full of really big hearted people who get it, you know, and we just grow bigger and bigger every year. And it's really it's such an honor and a privilege of my life to be able to do it. I know that sounds kind of hokey, but it is absolutely the truth.
0: Well, it does sound hokey, <laughs> but but I think I think when you're talking about purpose and you're talking about especially the, the nature of your business, you know, you know, again, what's a word, you know, a lot of things that I do are very hokey and very woo woo and very, you yeah. know, emotion first kind of It'll stuff.
1: You up, right. Yeah. You up and you're doing the right thing, you know, keep going. Like people are going to listen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think that's important work. Um You just wrote a kid's book uh, <laughs> called uh, tell, tell us about the kid's book and, and quickly and tell us, tell us kind of where that came from. So you've got dog friendly AF and you just decide I'm going to write a kid's book. Tell us Yeah. How how does that fit into the the puzzle?
1: Yeah. So I don't really, I have never really been great with kids. Like I don't know really how to relate to them or talk to them. Like some kids, fine, no big deal. But for the most part, I'm like, oh, kids, like, I don't know. Um, But my, um, there's a dog named Pierre and he's eight pounds. And I had this little like dog carrying thing that I would carry him around him. And I would call him my eight pound best friend. And I was carrying Pierre around town one day, and my friend Brittany was like, Oh, your eight pound best friend. And Brittany's a speech pathologist. And she was like, We should write a kid's book about your eight pound best friend. And I'm like, Yeah, okay, Brit, whatever. Like, kind of, you know, like shoved it off. And then I saw her a few weeks later, and she said the same thing when I had Pierre. And I looked at her and I was like, Fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. And Brittany literally cranked out the words of that book in 20 minutes over text. And I was like, Shit this is great. So the book, the premise of it is all about how hope and joy and love can come from the places where you don't even expect them to come from. Yeah. And Pierre is a source of that joy and love and hope. Um, so Brittany wrote the book. Um, my lead designer for Pup Active actually illustrated the book. And then my friend Amy is a book editor and she edited the book and helped us figure out the self-publishing route. So We have a brand that says fuck, shit, and damn, and whatever else we want to say. And then we have this really amazing, generous children's book that we wrote about a gender neutral character named Parker who feels out of place in the world and finds his eight pound dog that all of a sudden changes his whole life around. So if that's not brand balance, I don't Uh, know what is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what is.
1: I don't know what is.
0: And I love it how, you know, you've got a community around you of people who push things like that and say that's a good idea. But then don't just say, Yeah, you should do that. They actually jump in and say, We're gonna do that. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that's what really makes when I look at companies across the board, you know, what makes them remarkable. And there's a saying in business, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to stick around, go with other people.
1: I like that.
0: Uh, you know, and so I, I look at companies that are that where, you know, in your case, you could very easily be a solo shop. You could be just a a, a single entrepreneur selling sweatshirts and hawking your goods on concerts and festivals and things like that. Or you could have such a deep purpose where you're building people and people feel so drawn to you that they actually force you to write a kid's book, so to speak, you know, and they actually say here, I've already written it and we're going to get her to illustrate it and we're going to get her to do this distro. So when I hear that, I hear just like this great community of people who are vibing with your vision and your purpose and then you're actually, you know, for lack of a better phrase, you're getting shit done.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So uh, I think that I think that's a sign of, of your you're probably doing something right. Tell, go back to the early days, Pup active like first uh, first week in business. Was it built out of necessity or were you like, I'm going to build this? I don't know how to do it. I don't know what that looks like. Like, where did the like initial idea, when did it hit you? Was it a lightning bolt or was it like built over years?
1: This question always makes me laugh because A, I didn't know what the hell I was doing with anything. All I knew is that I wanted to be my own boss in some capacity. And so I had left the bar business, got into the corporate world, realized how bad I was at it, like really bad at corporate stuff. Um, And the idea actually that I had was to start a dog walking business. And so Pup Active started as a dog walking and dog running service in St. Pete. And that business was intact for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And then about the one year mark, I had an idea for a t-shirt. And I was like, how does t-shirt printing work? I don't know. And so I got to know the screen printing business and all those things. And so I eventually sold the pet services part of it, but not the name, kept the name pup active for the apparel. And here we are. So it's such a random like turn of events. There was no, sh- there was no lightning bolt. There was no like, I'm going to save all the animals with sweatshirts. Like It wasn't like that. It just sort of very organically grew into what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's just the raddest thing I've ever done. It's amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I know I find that, you know, it's really easy for someone to say, hey, I'm going to sell t-shirts and we might help some people or dogs or pets along the way. Um, but when it's really ingrained in there, uh, I think it just really, that's where you get the stickiness, you get that staying power. I think yeah. so many people are probably attracted to your brand because it is that authentic. Sure. It, it wasn't built out of, I need to make a few bucks, right? Um, even though that's, we're in business, you know, let's be honest, you and I are in business, so we have to profit. But uh, it was built out of, I'd like this bigger impact and, um, and, you know, and all that. Little known fact about me, did you know that I was a dog walker in Santa Monica when I lived in L.A.?
1: Did you
0: love it uh, no I did not I was a terrible yeah. dog walker <laughs> I, I love the dogs but you it, it, to, to, in at that time you know I was kind of helping out I wasn't like that wasn't what I intended to do I was kind of in between jobs and when I was acting in LA and everything and so one of my friends said hey I got this dog walking uh, you know route that I do and I can't do it you want to do it man? and she there were there must have been like 12 dogs and so for me it was like it was overwhelmed. And I was like, I was really bad at it. Uh, I think the dogs had fun. I got along with all of them. I brought them all back to their owners in one piece.
1: Congratulations.
0: Uh, Yeah. So uh, (laughs) it was a very short lived, but I I got an all new respect for people that do that. And this was early 2000s in LA. Um, So it's a different time. We didn't have, uh, you know, mobile phones or, uh, you know, iPhones or anything like that. So, but it was fun. But I I think, you know, when you look at people who are dog people, Mm -hmm. right, what is the big like what are the variations you see in dog people in the world? Obviously I'm a dog person. We've got a puppy. Uh, I love dogs. Um, and, and, but I know that 12 is probably out of my comfort zone and out of my area of responsibility. So what are the variations you see in dog people? Like if someone buys a shirt, you know, or buys a sweatshirt, do you, do you see it perpetuating? Like they just become even more, or do you think it's just a novelty item? How do you, how do you see your, your apparel? Kind fitting of
1: like, Become even more with our brand, or more?
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you see them attack, gravitating towards your brand more?
1: I do. If they, out, if they vibe on our level. So there's a lot of dog people that they don't want to wear AF on their shirt, and I can respect that too. So a lot of our stuff, you know, doesn't have anything foul language related on it. Um, I would say once people find our brand, about 95% of them stick around. For sure, um, The other five percent is probably just we are on the edge and we do speak our mind and we don't censor at all because I don't want to you know I feel like I feel like so much of life is censored as it is and um, there's so many dogs in the world that are just fucked on so many levels and mm-hmm. these rescues are you know they're overpopulated the staff is worked all to hell like it's just it's such a hard area to work in. And I have so much respect for them. And so I feel like if we can generate that 95% of the big hearted people who vibe on our level, who get it, that's plenty for me. Yeah. That's plenty, you know,
0: is it fair enough to say that, you know, so if someone comes into your brand and they get it and they're kind of on the level yeah. um, for, for what you're doing, is it fair enough to say they're probably going to have a bigger impact in their local shelter, in their local area?
1: Absolutely. Because Absolutely. I feel like people who understand the vibe of pup active are not scared to speak up. And if they are a little bit timid to speak up, I feel like our brand almost like gives permission to do so. Yeah, Which again is like, it's amazing to even think that this is something that has been built, you know, it's so cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I would, I would agree with that for sure. All
0: right. If you could solve one problem with pets, oh, one? like yeah, just one. Abuse, neglects, uh, you know, adoption. Like, what would be over the next five years? What would your focus be? Where's where should we turn our focus? You had to pick just one. Obviously, your company is tacking a lot more than one, and you should continue that. I hope you do. But if yeah. you had to just pick one, that you were like, if I could solve that, that would really really help out quite a bit from your professional experience. Like, where where's the biggest problem?
1: So as soon as you ask the question, my brain. Is- like a laser light show like trying to figure out just one um yeah um if I had to pick just one it would probably be resources for people who are in the shelter and rescue world um you got financial property structures like all the things it really does all boil down to money um, to be able to hire staff and buy property and build the kennels you know all the things um and because I I have I have enough knowledge on rescue and shelters and like how those nonprofits work but it's not my specialty by any means. Um, and the people that work in that arena, I mean they just know it through and through and so I feel like if we could solve one problem that would be to get the resources that those people need who can then actually do like the boots on the ground work to solve the bigger issues like rescue, abuse, neglect, things like that. so. That's a very yeah. practical
0: answer, and I think that speaks to your experience in that world. Of like, you know, a lot of people, and I think this speaks to your brand too. A lot of people go, "Oh, I would save all the puppies," you know. And while that's true, there's there's a structure there and there's a process there to be able yeah. to do that, you know. And so it is, you know. I think that's a very that that makes sense, you know. Anytime we see our local shelter and they're like, "We need blankets or food," you know, we try to drop drop off if we can.
1: Yeah, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, and um, but there's also times where they. You know, a good friend of mine. He's he's he. His kids are grown, and he's able to foster some pets, and so they're able to bring some some dogs into their house at a time, two or three at a time, and uh, give them a a quick place to live. So uh, I think I think there's in that in that how do we help Mm -hmm. kind of world. It is like give the people who are know what they're doing a lot more resources. Right? Is that fair enough?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah.
0: I I think that's a an, an idea that's overlooked on the ground level um, because we just, let me save my dog. Let me save one dog or let me give money to the ASPCA or whatever that organization. is. And I know you have an opinion about that as well. Um, but,
1: um, yeah, a little bit, but yeah,
0: for another time. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, but I think, I think, you know, really getting in and saying if someone's listening to this and they're, they're questioning like, well, what can I do? Um, it very much is go to your local shelter and ask them what they need.
1: And the key word is local. And that's where that ASPCA comment you just made comes in. ASPCA does incredible work. Like in right. no way is this knocking anybody or at all. Um, but the commercials that you see, like the Sarah McLaughlin commercials that we all see, that make us ball our eyes oh, out. Get
0: that, get that off my TV. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. Um, but they do their job, right? Um, yeah, but those donations that go in, and actually, my friend Ashley, who works at a local shelter here in St. Pete, taught me this. Those donations are all funneled to a specific. ASPCA in New York Mm -hmm. so in learning the 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 rescue community and how these things work really your best bet is to start local like app like start where you are look for local shelters and donate to them it's almost like the ripple effect right like you put one drop of water in and it ripples out so if you take care of the shelters that are in your immediate area if everybody did that oh my gosh we'd be in such a better place you know Yeah. yeah yeah
0: What is, your, um, what is your goal for impact over the next five years with PUP Active?
1: So this is something you and I actually talked about. Um, there is a local domestic violence shelter here in St. Pete called CASA. And in partnering with CASA for a couple different events, I learned that, I think the number is 4%, but I might be wrong, so don't quote me on it. Um, a very small percentage of domestic violence safe shelters allowed the victims to bring their animals. So essentially it's, you know, imagine that you're a victim of abuse and you're stuck in a home and you can't bring your dog. Are you gonna stay or are you gonna go? Like that's, an, that's almost an impossible decision. And yeah. so a broader view for Pup Active, um, it's become a big goal of mine since you and I have been talking about it is to beeline towards that goal of raising funds and building out more shelters with kennels available for victims and their kids to get away from their abuser with their best friends. Yeah. How amazing would that be? Like, it's amazing to, to even like think that we could make an impact on that level. Like I could cry right now thinking about it.
0: Yeah, that's heavy. You know, when, you, when you think about, you know, a person in that situation of, um, abusive relationship or abusive situation and probably they're, you know, just like your book, the, eight, my eight pound best friend, you know, that's not just true in kids. That's also true in adults. Yeah. on a lot of levels, you know, yeah. and so I think when, when you look at for, you know, and of course, we're not going to quote you on the stats, but a very low number of these shelters for people to go into to seek refuge, allow their pests to come. Um, you know, it it really is. Um, that's a tough choice. And that I think if you when you look at impacting change, you and I talk about this quite a bit impact. How do we impact the, the biggest change? Right. What, and my question is, and I don't know that I don't know that you have an answer. I think your your mission is indicating you probably have an idea. If we allowed more people to bring their pets to these shelters, would more people leave the abusive situation faster?
1: One hundred percent. I believe that with my whole heart and soul. And that's just that's speaking from personal experience in my own life, and that's also speaking from these victims of abuse that I've spoken to, um, the CASA employees that I've gotten to know really well. 100% that would be the case. 100% of the time, probably not. But would that make a massive, massive difference? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think so. It probably would uh, help with, you know, any kind of uh, recovery or challenges that happen after the, after you leave, you know, like, I'm, I'm a big believer that, you know, the, the pets know more than we do on some level, you know, and it's like, uh, my dog Royce, uh, you know, my, my son, as you know, you know, he's a cancer survivor. But Royce will not leave Baxley's bed until Baxley is up. Like he'll go down and go potty and then come back and he'll sit right by the bed. And so I, I believe that it's his way of saying, I'm making sure this guy's all right. Um, you know, and he's kind of the protector, you know, and he's the playmate and Bax calls him little brother, you know, so it's various, it's not just a like a dog. And I think if you're dog people, you get that on, on a lot of yeah. levels, you yeah. know? Uh, and so I think the intuition of a pet, um, you know, really comes down to that, especially if you're going through a situation where uh, there might be violence, you know, and if there are kids involved, it could it could be a lot worse than even we think. And um, I think that's a really admirable cause to be a part of. Um, what did these people?
1: It's a big goal. Um, there's, there's a lot of bureaucratic stuff that goes into all that, you know, and yeah. there just is like when it comes to, to any kind of larger nonprofit, like it can be hard to figure out how all those pieces will fit together on paper, and that's just the facts of it, and it has to be that way. And I get that. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a lot to figure out, but I I feel good about it.
0: I think sure. I think I think the good news is it starts with one person having a dog friendly AF shirt and someone saying, "What's that mean?" Right. Now you started the conversation, right? And so well, the other
1: thing too, I learned that um, the shelter here that has the the kennel set up for victims to bring their animals, um, they partner with another local rescue. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it works out to where the shelter would connect with the rescue, the rescue could teach them how to build out the kennels and then you kind of go from there. So then it's a win-win. Now you're bringing awareness to the shelter for yeah. victims and so the shelter for animals. So it's a win-win all the way around.
0: It's great. I, I, think, I think, you know, I, I think you and I agree. We wish we didn't have to have either, right? We wish there was no problem. And I tell people that with our nonprofit all the time, I wish we didn't have to have a nonprofit that does what we do. Right. right? But we do. Right. And so it's it's unfortunate. And so I think when you look at like, you know, where your business started, you know, you wish there was no bullying. You wish there was no abuse uh, for people or dogs or pets or, or animals of any kind. yeah. Uh, and but the truth is that there is. And so we can't ignore it. You know and i think companies like yours you know pup active where at surface it's like oh that's a cool t-shirt or oh that's a cool hat or oh i really like that sweatshirt it's kind of like oh yeah you know it's great for TikTok or whatever right. like so you look at it at face value on the surface and then you start diving deeper and you realize wow okay that shirt that you know uh that really pushed the envelope a little bit but made me laugh or was really cool or looked really hip or was kind of retro you know if you get on the website you'll see what i'm talking about and then that starts a conversation to have this deeper level conversation of we're actually going to take that interest and turn it into purpose. Yep. Right? And I think that's really, that's what I, I really applaud that you've been able to accomplish and navigate and still navigate on a deep level. I think anytime we can take an interest and push it into purpose, we're generally going to do better for the world, you know? And so that's what I really, uh, really love about it. Um, so uh, what's the next t-shirt design? Can you divulge what the next drop might be or what what we're going to see next or is it
1: um actually i will when is this going to air uh,
0: whenever you want it to so that we don't uh incriminate <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll adjust i want to hear <laughs>
1: no, I don't care. so i realized um i didn't even say um so my dog charlie we're coming up on the three-year Oh, i'm gonna try not to cry when i talk about it the three-year mark of his passing is saint patty's day of this year So Charlie's genuine paw print is on every piece of apparel that we print. So like right there, that's actually Charlie's print. And Charlie um, was the fucking coolest. Like he was just the coolest. He was a black lab and we saw a lot of the country together and birthday parties and weddings. I got sober with Charlie. I beat cancer with Charlie's help towards the end, which that's a whole other story, but Yeah, Charlie was the shit, and he saved my life a million ways. And um, so I started thinking about Char and the anniversary coming up. Um, We have a product collaboration coming out with a local company here in St. Pete. Um, I won't say what that is, that's gonna be announced in just a few days. Um, But our next t-shirt design, are you familiar with Kintsugi?
0: No. Do you
1: know what that is? So Kintsugi is a Japanese art form of taking broken pottery Mm -hmm. and putting it back together with gold. And so essentially it's almost more beautiful broken and put back together than it was whole. So I actually grew up in Japan um, before I came back to the States for college. And so I was thinking about Kintsugi and I thought I would love it if I could find a way to kind of take my roots in Japan and make something with Kintsugi for Pup Active. And so um, dogs have an incredible way of healing a broken heart, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're still tweaking the design. We're almost there. Um, but we are making a broken heart Kintsugi design, which in essence will share the message of how dogs can heal a broken heart. And once it's put back together with gold, it's better than it was before.
0: Wow. Uh, wow.
1: No, it's amazing. Wow. Um, we've had a hard, we've, we've struggled with how to, ideas are one thing, right? But then right. to execute it and like have the message come across clearly. Right. Um, so we're still tweaking, but the goal is to have this um, design done and product ready in time for Charlie Day, which is March 17th.
0: Love it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, you
1: know, yeah. I... it's it's a lot to think about. Right. Um, yeah. But I'm really excited about it. I think we should be able to nail down the final artwork, um, hopefully by tomorrow. But that one, I think, is going to make a really big impact.
0: It is. And I'm glad you shared that with us, because I think that goes to show that you know um it's easy to make a t-shirt right
1: yeah in theory <laughs>
0: well, for an outside of your brand like in, yeah. in, for anyone to go and say i'm going to make a t-shirt relatively easy you can get online you can put a design up you can and then sell it for 20 bucks you yeah. can do that right but what we just heard was like this really deep thought deep intention behind apparel of uh, and that is a purpose-driven brand Right. And it's not just what can we put that will sell? It's like, right. what can we put on there that will mean something, you know? And uh, if you go to, if you go to, everyone knows Charlie, you know, all your fans, like they know Charlie
1: Nothing.
0: and I feel like I know Charlie and I feel like that shirt comes out. I'm like, you're going to feel that energy. You're going to feel that vibe. Right. And that's the goal. And, um, and I think learning more about you and your story, how it ties in, I think that that's just a remarkable thing. And that's what really attracts people in. It's not. Thanks you know, Kevin. Could we get a t-shirt anywhere? Sure, you know, yeah. we could.
1: People ask us to do like uh, like the dog mom is fuck or dog dad is like whatever. Yeah, and yeah, I love all those things, but those are t-shirts you can find on Amazon for $10 because everybody makes them. Right. And so like you were saying for Pup Active, like I really want our, our apparel to mean something to the person that like they buy it, we ship it, they open it and they actually feel the energy yep. of Pup Active and Charlie and all the things. Um, so yeah, that's important to me for sure. There's a million ideas that we could slap on a T-shirt, and I could probably sell the fuck out of them because we already have the community. Right. But I don't want to do that. I want right. to make I want to make shirts that are like I'm explaining kintsugi to your audience. Like to me, that's what hits, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being part of your story and part of you know how you take that and translate it into how uh, Charlie impacted you and how that impacts Pup Active. Like it just, it all just makes sense. I think those, those compare those lines that are being drawn between, you know, a life you, you lived in Japan and now here you are today and yeah. pulling from that. And I, I just, I love that. I love that. I think that's so powerful. So how do we get in touch with you? Where's the best place for us to go to find out more about Pup if more about you, more about Charlie, where can we go?
1: Um, we're most active on Instagram and our handle is Pup Active, all one word, um, but we're also on Facebook as well Twitter I think I don't really use it Twitter twatter I don't even know how it works um Instagram is best for sure and then our website is pupactive.com and if you want to email just to say hi or if you have any questions our email address is hello at pupactive.com
0: wonderful wonderful I've been on this site more than once putting my orders in uh
1: we appreciate it Kevin yeah
0: it's my my wife's favorite shirt uh and and I, yeah. I love it too. And, um, you know, I think Bax loves the book. You know, I've ordered the book and the, so the, make sure you jump on pupactive.com, get yourself a shirt, support these, uh, these dogs and, and Lara's mission. Get the Whoa. book.
1: Can I say one more thing?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: We have a second book that we did. Um, and the best way to describe it is that it is a baby book for dog parents. Now keep in mind, not just for new puppy parents or whatever. Like if you've had your dog five years or five minutes, you can buy this book and fill it in with their photos and information, and it's like cute, silly questions. So that is also available on our website, and it's called Your Story. See, like, yeah. ah, she, so she,
0: cool. it's so It's so fun. She's been hiding stuff from us.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> I just want to have a good time, and it's it's there's a sweet spot in life, I think, where you find like, you know, you find your creativity, you find your community, and it's fun. Like yeah. I wake up every day and we have the best time. Are, are there stressful times? Of course. Sure. Does shit sucks sometimes. Of course. But for the most part, you know, it's pretty awesome.
0: Amazing, amazing. I really appreciate your time today and, and sharing with us. Make sure you jump on pupactive.com, get a book or two. We have two books. Uh, get yourself a shirt. Get yourself a, a, a sticker. I got. A, I actually got my dog a collapsible water bowl for the boat. And, uh, and so we're really excited to use that this summer. And there's just a lot of really cool stuff. And um, more importantly, when you look for companies like Pup Active, you know that they're doing good in the world and it's not just another shirt. It's not something you just order to wear. It's something that actually is creating a ripple effect through communities. And one of the things I really want to lead this conversation with is let's get in touch with Lara and Pup Active and let's help her mission of helping these uh, shelters become more pet friendly become more uh, interactive with the people who need them, and allow people and empower people to leave abusive situations so that they can take their dogs and pets with them. And I think there's no better person to lead that charge than you. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And uh, make sure everyone out there that's listening, reach out to her. Uh, I'd like to see everyone wearing a Pup Active shirt in the next year or two. And I think that would be wonderful. Thanks so much, Lara.
1: Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you.
0: Thanks for joining us today. That was a really great talk with Lara. I think she's up to some phenomenal things and she's really just got a huge heart to help people. And so make sure you connect with her on her website, pupactive.com. Get yourself a dog-friendly AF sweatshirt, get yourself a kid's book and just support that organization. They're really doing good things in the world. We really appreciate that. Don't forget to write us a review, subscribe to this podcast, share it with all your friends. We'd love to build the audience so that we can bring more people like Lara to the world. And as always, as we always say, go hug your people. Of course, that's our nonprofit supporting pediatric cancer. And we're coming up with six months left until our big push for cancer awareness month, pediatric cancer awareness month in September. We're trying to raise $100,000 this year. So we hope you'll help us jump on Facebook and follow the hug your people crew. Always follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook. And join us next time for Beyond Business, the podcast. We'll see you.